Hello there, I'm Alin Buddha, and this, this is my attempt to share my thoughts on various subjects, from building better digital products to the rise of AI and alien invasion. So stick around, it might get interesting. This episode is going to be more like uh, an observation something that happened today on my way to London. And uh, it, remind me, it reminded me of a conversation Tristan Harris had a while ago. Uh, you, probably if you Google it, you can still find uh, the video about uh, how technology has been hijacking our minds or something like that. And uh, I might leave a link in the description if I do not forget about it. But um, yeah, let's get to the story. Um, early this morning, because uh, I had to go to London for a meeting, I, um, I, I could see that my train was cancelled and I had to take another train. And for those who have ever commuted to London, they, everyone understands what happens when it's a cancellation. It's going to be very crowded. So I got somewhere in the middle of a carriage and I was standing and I was trying to find a place to, I don't know, to, to anchor myself. And uh, because it was crowded, of course, uh, all around me, I, I couldn't look any other way. But anywhere I was looking, there was a phone in my sight. So I fought this for a while, looking to the ceiling on the window outside, but inevitably... Uh, the screens of all the phones uh, around me were trying to drive uh, uh, to hijack my attention. And yeah, I said, okay, I gave up. I gave in actually. And I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, let, uh, let me do it properly. So I started observing. So I did observe four people around me because I, I couldn't pay attention to more. It was far too much. So was, uh, there was a man listening to music, uh, scrolling on Instagram, using the train app, using Facebook and WhatsApp, and he was going back and forth in between those applications, few seconds on each, and constantly all the way from uh, where I got up, up until London Bridge for 35 minutes, uh, it was constantly scrolling, constantly moving in between windows. Okay. And the second one, the second one was to my left somewhere sitting. It was a lady was writing like a novel on WhatsApp. And I moved on. It was quite boring, nothing interesting. The third one was uh, an older lady that was having an iPad and some headphones and for 35 minutes or so while I've been on the train, she was uh, on and off the iPad. The, the thing was that she was listening to the movie, but she wasn't really watching it. So she was watching, I don't know, the landscape, something outside of the window. And she was thinking, or I don't know, she was just focusing on what she was listening. But I could see that the, there was a, some sort of a movie on her iPad probably it was 
something boring or without too much of an action because she was just listening. Anyway, the fourth person, which is the most interesting to me, was a pregnant lady. And this is coming relevant later. A pregnant lady that was uh, using her iPhone and she was standing to my right somewhere and I couldn't anywhere I would turn my head uh, unless I would turn my whole body I could see her screen it was that close to me so I didn't really want to look at her screen first phase as I said I was looking at the ceiling I was looking tried to look anywhere else but uh, my neck got tired and I had to look in front of myself so I I was observing she was using I think five or six applications and one of them was her banking application I didn't really want to look at her bank uh, but I, you shouldn't really do this while you're on a crowded train it's it, it will inevitably have people looking at your details while you're scrolling in between your bank statements and such it is I would say it's yeah what can everyone do it close their eyes so uh, banking application the second one was eBay third was uh, WhatsApp and fourth was Facebook and there was another one I don't remember which but the fact that she was switching in between the applications every 20 seconds, I was starting counting and it, I, I could see a pattern every 20 seconds, every 25, 30 seconds, she was switching in between applications. And I could see on her face that she was tired, probably because of her condition at the time. But I could see that she was using a lot of energy and something else that that really freaked me out uh, uh, happened. So she was at the same time listening to some music or podcast or whatever. But she was at some point in time looking like, I don't know, nowhere. And she was still holding the phone in, in front of her face, even though she wasn't looking at the phone. But the moment the the screen dimmed the light on the on, on the screen dimmed and it got dimmer you know it's, it's just to save battery or something like that she started paying attention again and then she clicked on the on the on the on the on the, on the screen just to uh, wake the device back and she was again mindlessly scrolling it was just there was no nothing in terms of content she was uh, opening uh, some sort of news on Facebook and then switching on WhatsApp, scrolling through some old conversation and then back to eBay, looking at some items, going back to her uh, banking application. It was really insane for 35 minutes to see someone doing this. It, it felt like she's out of control and I could see that she was really tired. Her eyes were really tired. And then she she was doing this constantly, moving from one thing to another, just to I don't know I, I don't know how much satisfaction she was getting out of this, and not only her but everyone. And then I realized that I might have been in the same position, 
and I know people close to me that they are in the same position and it's really insane. So that was the point in time when I re remember uh, Tristan Harris's uh, presentation about how technology has been hijacking our minds and the core conversation it's about attention and how uh, this uh, trait or value has been uh, transformed into an economy of attention as he is calling it and I think he is uh, uh, right that most of the companies brands out there services whatever they sell they are in a business of attention and there is there's no defense yet there's no skill yet for 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 the mass that has access to technology i know that there are some individuals out there that they went through a process to uh, be able to control this uh, uh, I don't know what is this some sort of an addiction to, to the to the screen I went myself I'll, I'll tell you in a bit but in my view maybe I'm wrong but in my view early this morning I experimented I, I could see defenseless people being conquered by a device and the device itself is not really uh, addictive is the applications themselves and the content of those applications and um, that is one of the reasons I started this podcast with a conversation that I hope I will get it uh, I will clarify or I want to bring some more uh, people into this conversation and then reopen the, the, the subject of uh, what is our responsibility for, as, as designers, what uh, are the implications of the, the platforms or, or applications we build and how we can actually help the future generation to be on top of this, uh, to be able to control and do not lose the <laughs> the game uh, when when it comes to attention so to, to conclude this first uh, observation i think we don't have to do anything dramatic but i think the first step would be for everyone to be more aware of how they use their phone that's uh, the conversation about and if they become aware at least of the fact that the time the they use to to connect via the phone with i don't know what with the digital community with their friends relationship that should be reevaluated because at the end of the day the fear of missing out is quite real it's not it's not a story anymore fear of missing out is driving people gives people insane uh, motivation and really 
I don't know how to call it, the, the incentive you get for checking your WhatsApp or Facebook every five minutes, 10 minutes is almost nothing. The, the, the little badge, the little red badge that will tell you that, oh, there's a notification, there's something new for you. That is just like a tiny drop of LSD, something like you, you keep getting back to, to, to get a bit more, a bit more, give me a bit more, give me a bit more. The, the, this system of rewarding, like slot machine rewarding, because you don't know what's behind that badge. It's just, oh, it is there, it's red, there must be something for me. And then could be someone just, yeah, uh, giving a like to a picture or an old picture of yours or someone leaving a very uh, uh, interesting comment on something you, you posted or I don't know, whatever we get out of this, the kick for, for, for this as a reaction, it transformed our, well, <laughs> I would say it shredded the attention, the, the main part of our attention. And if you start your day, as I explained in the beginning, with 25 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour of back and forth in between apps, just to get a little bit of something. That's clearly a behavior of an addicted person. And I don't know why this is not so important as uh, the addiction for, for other things, for drugs, for an instance, or for adrenaline or for whatever. But I think these people are going to be, and they are, most of them, they are parents already. And it is going to be very hard if they don't have the skill. It's going to be very hard to give the proper tools to their children. And the next generation are going to be even more defenseless. Because let's not forget that on the other side of the screen, there are teams of designers, creatives, developers, engineers that are working hard to keep you one more second connected to the device or connected to an application or to a certain uh, type of content just to have it a bit longer, just 0.1% this month and then next next month uh, another percent and, and so on. And then it's a slippery slope because the hardest part into any application is to build a habit. The moment you build a habit, then the motivation can be reduced. Then you can play with the motivation as long as you have a habit, as long as you create a pattern into the behavior. So I know a bit about what's behind the screen because I am a designer and I am working towards this. But at the same time, as I discussed in the first episode of this podcast, I started to be more and more aware about the ethics of manipulation, of using design techniques based on psychometrics, based on psychology, based on behavior, based on the stuff that we know 
that works and the mo and the stuff that most people are not aware of and this i think it's an issue because that's it is not a balance is not a equal balance of forces it is rather unfair because you have uh, scientists and psychologists creatives designers that they are fully prepared to uh, push the buttons and they know how to create uh, interactions that lead to uh, patterns and later on to uh, addiction and there's no conversation about this there's no framework about this as as you can hear every now and then there's a lot of uh, buzz uh, in, in relationship to AI ethics and ethics in AI and machine learning and what should an algorithm be able to do and so on. But what about the humans? What about the human designer that has the power, has the knowledge and it's, it's, it's prepared to convince you to stay one more minute glued to your phone? What about them? There's no ethics conversation around that and i think it's time to actually start a conversation that goes in that direction covers that direction makes the people in the job in the industry professionals designers psychologists social scientists i don't know everyone that is involved in, in, into this into application development content development to be aware of the effects of the product they develop so we have up until now we have few models that are very clearly working working well for the big companies the social networking you look at the facebook and uh, twitter regardless of how much bad uh, uh, media uh, they got you you are all aware now that zuckerberg was in front of the congress trying to explain how the platform works and the obvious bit at the time and i know i'm jumping quite far right now but you should be aware of the size of the problem when you talk about facebook that has more than a billion users active users that should tell you something that should tell you that at least five people you know in real life they are on facebook and WhatsApp and maybe Twitter and the model their platform works both in case of, of uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter it is very clear that the algorithm the main algorithm that will expose you to the next uh, in piece of information is is trying to create as much polarization as possible to create tension to make the people to make the users uh, engage with the content and it really it really doesn't really matter if you say something uh, pro or against an idea they win in any in any in in any way especially when you are antagonizing someone especially when you are uh, creating a, a attention when 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 it's polarization that's the business model it's it's anger it is 
anything that can lead to fast interaction and you don't have to you don't you don't really have to think too much about that and if you react if you like retweet if you uh, share a comment or if you i don't know send a gif or send uh, something put any piece of content in there is going to make the platform algorithm happy because there is input someone is paying attention and it doesn't really matter what you put out there as long as you constantly check in so as a some sort of a conclusion to this uh, i don't know if anyone needed another signal that hey it is happening hey it is your cousin it's your brother it's your mother it's your father it's your is yourself that you are glued to your phone and the mindless scrolling the 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 i i don't know i don't even know how to call it it's it's so hard to analyze and just so hard to look and not be uh impressed by someone that is keeping the phone in front of his eyes and then his eyes is uh, just about to close down and then the, the screen is dimmed and then for a second when almost the screen the screen got black the 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 person is reacting open the screen again and the, it's just moving in between applications getting five seconds of something 10 seconds of something else it is insane it is a behavior that that would probably won't make sense wouldn't make sense i don't know 20 years ago to 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 see someone reacting like that with a device in in their hands for me it was really shocking to to see the level of of engagement people had and i could not see a pattern in terms of okay i'm looking at this because of that that looks interesting as a piece of information no it was very different and everything was moving so fast and to close down maybe to give a bit of advice if anyone needs it uh, i went through this i went through uh, a phase where i i understood that my attention was shredded by by the devices i've been they, they have been around me and i surrounded myself with every piece of technology that I needed for my work. I I do own an, an iPhone and an iPad and a laptop and a desktop computer and a TV. It is a lot. I have a screen on my wrist, on my Apple Watch. I know that it is. it can be time consuming and it can be dangerous. But I went through a phase, probably it was half a year or so, maybe less where I started analyzing my, my behavior a bit more, taking notes, how I behave in, in certain situations, especially around devices. And uh, at the time when I wanted to um, do something, I, I started small and that was really important for my success. I, I did have another attempt by, I don't know, um, trying to force myself to use only for a few minutes per day but it didn't really work out but because i could find uh, reasons to to be one more minute or to open facebook application one more time and so on so what i did it was a bit dramatic some some people who know me they they will 
probably they they can confirm this uh what i did i quit facebook that was the first thing the next bit was i told everyone that i quit facebook and they can find me they had my phone number and then i quit uh, whatsapp i installed telegram of course because i needed to keep in touch uh, and i didn't want to pay international minutes for some uh for for every any conversation i have around the, the world with my friends but um telegram for me is very different and it's very different because also i changed the whole behavior so the next bit after i quitting the social media i kept twitter but i use it very seldom um i did reduce the um, screen of my phone so I used to have an iPhone 6 at the time and I went back to an iPhone SE and the iPhone SE it was uh, very easy to purchase a new phone it wasn't so expensive at the time and what I did next was I made my phone as boring as possible those who know me and uh, they have seen my devices they know that I don't really have wallpapers on my device it is as uh, boring as possible the contrast is not very high on my device and i have a black screen everywhere on every device as a wallpaper uh, as a background and i only have the applications i really use so it is uh, my decision and for this worked for me it, were, it, it, it took me a while to get used to small uh, keyboard buttons again. It was and still was uh, a pain for me to send a message. So I started using dictation, which made it uh, uh, very interesting from my point of view. I started to interact in a very different way with my machine. So I started to type less. I started to dictate, I used the speech recognition uh, everyone can use it it's not a secret anymore but it made the conversations a lot uh, different and the next bit what i did was um, try to actually uh, remove the notifications and that this was a crucial part of my experience i only left the notifications for the uh, very important applications like uh, SMS and uh, some of the main applications they are connected to the, the smart house uh, devices that I have around the house uh, like alarm smoke alarm and so on and the next bit that uh, it was important for me was to 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 see that if there is any progress if I actually did something uh, and I could not really measure that apart from screen time, as you're familiar with uh, iOS uh, feature that measures how many minutes per day you stay and what applications you use and, and so on. And I got a phone call from my network provider, from the cellular network provider, and they asked me if I want to extend my contract. Just so you understand, I have a contract that uh, incorporates unlimited data, which from my perspective, I, I don't want to think about how much data I have and I didn't want to restrict that ever. So I got a phone 
and they asked me if I'm happy with the plan I have. And I said, yeah, of course. And they said, uh, did anything happen in between this time and this time? And I said, why? And they say, uh, maybe you can use another plan because you don't need unlimited data because you use half of what you used to use last year in six months uh, prior to this. And then I realized that the usage, the data usage also started telling me that actually I'm using less the devices. Now, to end up on a more positive note, I am back on a, on a bigger screen, but I kept the habits. And this is, I, I am so happy about this. I started to use the devices in a very different way. I'm using my iPad to write. I'm writing a lot on the iPad. I'm taking notes. I made a pledge in the beginning of this year because I'm not going to write on any piece of paper anymore. And up until now, I haven't been writing unless I had to sign a document or something like that. I have not been writing on a piece of paper, which I'm very proud of. But I'm writing and reading on the iPad. I'm reading as well. I'm reading every night. Uh, on it uh, before I go to bed and I uh, write as I said usually in the morning or in, in the middle of the day while I, while I have to take notes for work but the phone I think the phone is the least used device that I have and I'm having I'm back on a on a bigger screen I have an iPhone XS and uh, I'm happy with the, what what it can do but if I look at it myself I think is the most boring phone in the world. Uh, the the habit that I created, I worked on it for half a half a year or so while I while I was uh, using the iPhone SE, gave me unexpected results, and I'm so happy about that. Now, I don't know if you need to copy any of this. If you want to do something about it, I was just thinking about sharing with you guys. Uh, this in a context of my observation from uh, this morning and I had a conversation with my daughter in the afternoon about the attention span and I understood from her that she's also aware of the fact that she sometimes is overusing her laptop and she's sometimes aware that she's moving from one activity to another very fast on the laptop when she's working on a laptop and the only takeaway from this, and it's something positive from my view, is that finally someone that is part of a different generation is getting, is, is becoming aware of the danger of being all the time connected, the danger of being able to go online and talk to someone, express, and then wait for immediate. Uh, response to instant gratification so that's pretty much for today um, if you really want to chip in with something you know where to find me uh, get in touch let me know if you find this type of uh, conversations interesting and um, yeah i will let you be thank you